Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Three Star Lounge. Gaming has been with us for five decades now, and as any medium does after 50 years, things about its metaculture will change. After all, in the 1930s, it was too much for the general audience to see Frankenstein's monster throw a little girl into a lake that maybe, probably killed her. But by 1980, we were down for all the antics of Rambo, Terminator, Robocop, and John McClane, who all have massive body counts, giggity. So I'm sure to any champions of gaming's fledgling days when Pong and Missile Command were king, the idea of a game where the enjoyment comes not from old-fashioned fun, but from the catharsis that comes after the game is done putting you through the ringer, is complete madness. Now I can hear the seasoned gamers in the crowd clamor that games like Ghosts and Goblins have been around since the 80s and that game is famously more challenging than finding a new idea in Hollywood. And about that, you would be correct. However, I'm not talking about just being difficult while the games I have in mind are challenging. We're going beyond game difficulty to look at games that try to stress out the player in order to believe it or not, create an improved gaming experience. Welcome to the lounge. Stressing out the player is an art form all its own within the design of certain games. It's a balancing act that can make or break the experience, and even if you do get it right, it won't be for everyone. Because not everyone thinks the idea of being stressed out for long stretches fun. That being said, there are plenty of games that do this very thing and in various ways based on the particular stakes of their game. One of those being 2016's XCOM 2 by Firaxis Games and Feral Interactive. In XCOM, the story is told, much like Darkest Dungeon, directly to you, the player. Because just like Darkest Dungeon, you don't play as a character in the world, you play as you with a particular role to play within the world. This time you're the commander, leading the resistance fighting Earth's alien occupiers. This means you're not only in charge of combat operations, you're in control of the entire show. Where you go, what connections get made, what battles get fought and win, as well as who goes on those missions. All of that and it's set against the ticking clock. The foreboding Avatar project being engaged by our alien overlords that means instant game over should they complete it. Having fun yet? Good, because we're just getting started. This system allows XCOM 2 to hit players from multiple angles, causing the role of commander to seem overwhelming to the uninitiated. Some may be finding combat situations difficult, others may struggle with the management aspect of fighting a planet-wide guerrilla war. Returning players aren't left totally unscathed in this either because XCOM 2, as mentioned before, is about fighting a guerrilla war, whereas its predecessor, XCOM Enemy Unknown, is about attempting to repel an invasion shifting in the power dynamic that we're used to in terms of player and antagonist for the series. But the stakes in the game still lie mainly in the combat, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to fight the aliens off, and most of your out of combat moves are in service of improving your recruits abilities to shoot the lizard men in their space faces. Particularly early on, the loss of any unit, especially one with experience, is felt, because that unit may have been your best fighter or your only healer, and now they're gone forever. As the game goes on, the loss of a skilled soldier on its face becomes less impactful as more soldiers become mighty themselves, but from there something different happens. As you go, some soldiers are bound to stand out for you as the missions go by, and as you customize and tweak their performance and appearance should you take advantage of their character creator, you start to get attached. 
That's just what time and investment does to us. The more time you spend upgrading and kicking alien ass, the less you're going to want to see that character go in some BS way because this is XCOM and that will happen. So in every firefight when a soldier is getting close to death or a mission is going completely belly up, it's no longer just a loss of a few pieces, it feels like the loss of an investment. These elements add another layer of pressure to each mission even if it's a mostly subconscious one. But that's the magic behind it all. The big flashy pieces are obviously there to stretch the player out, but even things that are arguably there for the benefit of the player can add to this as well. After all, only one soldier can get that plus 10 to the dodge stat. So who gets it, Commander? All of these factors can come together to make for some really pressure-packed missions. For example, all of your best soldiers are down and you can only muster a few rookies and mid-level soldiers to fight off the alien attack. What do you do? Doesn't sound great, and it probably won't be fun. And the firefight will be long, many soldiers will be at death's door at its end. But when the munitions no longer fill the air, and the guns fall silent, and your men and women return to the Avenger victorious, it's a feeling that one has to experience for themselves. But what if you couldn't physically care less about your soldiers and just want to expel the intruders from our planet at all costs? Well, you're not out of the woods either, for even if you are only focused on the end goal, you may have it even worse because that ticking kind clock doesn't go away. And every soldier lost, every mission failed or ignored, leaves the aliens one step closer to taking away our planet, making the meat grinder approach generally unviable. And at the game start, let's just say the aliens weren't sitting on their hands before now, making the technological gap between Earthling and interplanetary force in the beginning and early game seem overwhelming at first glance. So I'm sure by now you've noticed I mentioned combat a few times without going into much detail on how it all works, a trend that stops now now we take a look at how the combat system itself adds to the stressful vibe XCOM wants to emit. I mentioned earlier that the real pressure gets put on during the combat stage of the gameplay loop, and I am of the mindset that this turn-based playstyle is a huge factor in making that the case. You see, the thing with turn-based games is that you cannot always be sure what the consequences of your actions will be, and those consequences are not always immediate either. Taking things further, the fact that nearly every shot you can will take has a chance of missing, meaning that even the best laid plan can result in a negative effect. That means you can set out on a course of action as a unit only to find out three turns later that your chosen course has led to a most unpleasant end and a change of strategy, or even worse, things go to plan yet fall flat anyway. The lack of guaranteed results, fog of war obscuring the battlefield, and the time added between action and consequence are tools available in the kit of turn-based combat systems to build tension. Now, let's return to our mission example for familiar. In case you've forgotten the situation, here's the deal. You're responding to an alien attack with only five low to mid-level recruits. Your mission? Rescue as many civilians as you can and clear the area of threats. From the moment your group touches down, you're outnumbered nine aliens to five human soldiers, so you decide to break up into smaller groups to try and save as many people as possible. You send a group of three one way and a group of two another, leaving no recruits to fight alone. A few turns go by and your group of two encounter some civilians. You send your grunt over only for one of the civilians to reveal themselves an alien shapeshifter. 
You decide to take a shot with a 70% chance to hit, only to miss, leaving your recruit face to face with a powerful foe. Meeting his end and leaving your current group, as well as your entire fighting force, one gun weaker. Continuing on, another alien emerges from the fog of war, this time one with abilities that are psionic in nature. Resurrecting the corpse of your fallen soldier adding on to their current fighting ability, this bleak situation causes another one of your number to lose their steel, becoming panicked, taking them out of your control for the next turn. This is XCOM. Now, I'm not going to pretend that this and games like it are the only ones that use stress and catharsis to create a satisfying gameplay loop. After all, From Software has basically made it their business model at this point. However, I believe there is value in peeking behind the curtain to see how different games get the job done and how our tastes have changed to allow space for these kinds of games to exist. And to that end, I will be looking at other games through the same lens in future. I hope you enjoyed what you heard, and thank you for listening.